Times such as these require us to take on new sets of responsibilities. Gentleman who is doing that, in addition to being a state representative, in addition to running for the Senate in Washington State, friend of mine, Jesse Young, joins us in the Todd Herman Show. Jesse, welcome back to the program. Hey, Todd. It's good to be with you. Great to have you back. Um, I caught wind of a, a thing you're doing, a tour you're doing and going to churches. And I would encourage everybody who has a church, as a pastor, is considering getting a church or a pastor, uh, to listen up that uh, you've been working with a group of people to go about the state and to teach people how to, well, and it's insane that you have to do this, how to actually exercise your freedom of religion to not get shot up with these experimental gene therapies. So um, let's talk about this process, what you're doing, and and what what people need to understand. Sure. Well, I guess as a basis, it's good to know that for people that this really started out of uh, the church I go to in Gig Harbor, we were the lead lead plaintiff church a year ago uh, when Governor Inslee shut down all the churches. We filed a lawsuit, uh, spent quite a lot of money uh, adjudicating that lawsuit, and eventually forced the governor to open back up the churches. The media hasn't told anybody that, but churches were opened back up. As a result of, of what we did, the governor had to admit that his proclamation uh, was not the force of law, did not have the force of law, and he could never enforce it, which he did, and we have that in writing. And it's been an interesting kind of a roller coaster since then to watch the governor continue to make these mandates. Of course, uh, we had expected after the end of last year that um, we were going to get some type of sanity back, and then the, the Democrat majority came in and uh, codified the governor's rule by taking away the legislative oversight in the first week of session. So now we have uh, this uh, status where the governor is now coming out and saying, you got to get the poke unless uh, unless you follow uh, his specific edicts. And uh, we know through public records requests that he's trying to make it as hard as possible to get it. So uh, a, a number of elders from our church formed a coalition called One Washington, and uh, we've put together a program. We've sought legal advice. We've paid for the legal advice. And we are going around letting people know what their rights are, uh, what the governor's uh, proclamation really has an effect of doing and what it does not do. And we're presenting this in a way that allows people to come out of a workshop that we're putting on with a statement, an affirmation of faith from their church that helps them uh, then adjudicate the process to get their religious exemptions without losing their job. And what's so fascinating to me is that you beat him this this I mean, you've beat him before, but you beat uh, the king of Washington state in in this battle over opening the churches up. And yet there were churches that didn't take advantage of that, that continued to stay closed. There's churches that have said um, that, hey, we're going to we're going to participate in pushing the mRNA injections. You can't come to church unless you've got the mRNA injections. And we'll get into some of the guidance on this because I want people to get at least a sketch idea, Jesse, of what you're teaching. But maybe you and I read the, the wrong Bible in New Testament. I, I kind of recall um, Christ Jesus embracing the leper, not saying, hey, don't come near me with that filth. Did, did I read that wrong or, or uh, maybe that's just me? <laughs> I don't think you read it wrong, Todd. I think there are probably three different categories of churches. There are churches that are, are pushing to be free and and uh, glorify uh, God and the freedom that he gave us. There are churches that are uh, operating opposite that, and there are churches that are still ignorant to the rule of law. And uh, part of my presentation that I give and part of this workshop 
is to make sure people restore their, cor- their correct posture. The governor, and, and then lead into this clip, you played part of the governor's uh, quotes about this, and that, uh, that he said that this is the rule of law or that you effectively have to do that. And he is wrong. And I'm stating that as a state legislator. I'm telling you, he is wrong. The governor is doing a massive, massive disservice to employers out there. Um, and it's the same thing he's done to churches because most of these churches have have been duped by the fact that the, just because the governor said it, they believe that it's true, and they haven't actually gone and adjudicated the law. And in, in the case with the churches, the governor had to bail out of the lawsuit that we had filed just before we got to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and he did so by actually stating in writing that the proclamation he made to close churches was something he had never enforced, was something that he would never enforce and something that he could never enforce. That's in writing. The press didn't cover it, but uh, we, we've certainly put it out there. We've been open for over a year as a result of this. The same thing is true with regard to these vaccine mandates. The governor, in part of my presentation, it simply boils down to this. I will disagree with the governor with regard to what he believes he can do according to state law. Fine. He disagrees with me. Fine. The fact of the matter is everybody understands this once it's laid out for them, that the governor does not have the right to change federal law. He does not have the authority to change federal law. And what he's doing a disservice to employers is by telling them that he will protect them, but that's only relative to his authority with state law. If you violate somebody's rights or discriminate against them based off of their faith, you are still subject to federal law. And we go through the workshop to show how the federal law applies here, and it really comes down to Title VII and 1964 Civil Rights Act. And employers that try to deny your ability to provide for your family or maintain your employment because they want to ask you some type of question of, well, well, how Christian are you? Or if they want to establish some form of religious test, which is violating the First Amendment, let alone the Civil Rights Act, they are putting themselves in uh, massive jeopardy of civil uh, liability and, and lawsuits because we have rights that are given to us by God that are codified and, and made resolute by our Constitution and our federal laws. And this is the piece, Jesse, you were talking about, uh, Inslee, the king speaking Because here. you are a bioreactor facility generating virus and spreading it around, including to kids who can't get vaccinated. And these are job criteria. So if you do not comply, you will no longer be employed by the affected uh, uh, entities that you're working for. So these are legally binding and it will be enforced in full. So you've talked about this um, from perspective of churches. I want to dig further into that in our God-given rights, but also perspective of employer. There's a there's a great judge. I don't know Dave Larson's ideology. Uh, he's been on the program. I endorsed him for the Supreme Court. He's recently communicated on Facebook that there are going to be lawsuits. They're going to be very, very expensive. And sort of talking around the same language, uh, Jesse Young, that employers are breaking federal law. They're breaking civil rights law. Eventually, this is going to, to borrow a phrase from Reverend right come home to roost then there's also the churches that are demanding this that they uh, we need to talk about that because they don't understand they're destroying anything church related because they're becoming part of the world so are you saying that employers are subject to uh, suits of harm etc for violating people's civil rights by saying if you don't get shot up with this experimental gene therapy you can't work here if they say that and they create and they discriminate against you based off of your religion, it doesn't matter whether the governor has made a mandate that protects them under state law. 
they're still viable to that discriminatory clause in this Title VII of 1964 Civil Rights Act, which is federal law. The governor has no authority there. And they all need to be paying attention to that. Because if you imagine if uh, an employer uh, in an HR form went to an employee and said, well, what percentage do you identify with that, with your gender identity? I mean, it, red flags go off the chart right then and there because you're violating someone's civil rights. Okay, the same protections that are granted for, for gender, for sex, for, for ethnicity, are, is the same statute where it is also protects your religion. And so if they come back and with the forms that we're seeing where they're asking you, well, have you ever taken a vaccine in the past? Well, hold on. That's, that's no different. You're discriminating against somebody relative to the Civil, uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964, just like you would if you were asking them some threshold of, well, well what uh, percentage of ethnicity do you identify with? Um, and when they do that, uh, they are, if they start to think about it, they're putting themselves at, at major risk. You do not have a right under federal law to discriminate against somebody because of their religion. And the corollary to that is that if you're an employee and you're feeling threatened, you have rights. The posture and the law is on your side. And that's one of the things that we try to codify out in the, uh, in the workshops that we're doing. And, and by the way, uh, Todd, these things have been massive. We have not been able to hold uh, our, our capacity has been blown in every church that we've gone to. We've hardly marketed it at all. Uh, we're doing it in person so that there's a measure of integrity with regard to a personal affirmation of faith. And uh, yeah, we are traveling around the state yeah. um, uh, right now to do this. It's uh, I think people are and, and Todd, I got to tell you, the, the saddest part of my career has been these past two weeks. I've seen more square-jawed, real men, firefighters, military veterans coming to me and breaking down because they don't know what they're going to do to provide for their family over this. And I can't believe that the governor would, would do that to people. The amount of harm he's causing as a result of threatening people this way is, is despicable. It is. And let's let's continue to talk about that in specific. Jesse Young is with me, state rep running for state senate. We'll make sure that you can get in touch with Jesse. You need to schedule these things at your churches, and you need to get these materials uh, from Jesse. We'll check traffic with the right way traffic. Jesse Young is with me. He is a state representative in Washington state running for state senate. This is, in fact, a national issue. It's not just in the separate country of Washington state. Uh, Jesse's trying to rescue Washington state, but this is also a national issue. Jesse, you mentioned this protection from getting shot up with mRNA injections and and experimental gene therapy in order to keep your job, that people are protected under the same federal rules that they've invented this this phrase, gender identity, which is an invention, um, race, religion, these arenas that that people are protected under the same thing. And you, you offered this thought that the, the Washington state is pretending to test how sincere your religious beliefs are, but they wouldn't do the same thing with someone who's decided to identify as the opposite sex. For instance, uh, if you're a Washington state resident, Jesse, I think you're, what, a 28-year-old man or so? Uh, <laughs> Maybe may a little older. But you, you and I could go right down to the Department of Licensing tomorrow and say, hey, I'm a woman now. And they change the gender on our birth certificate, our driver's license. And if we were to go to an employer and say, hey, you're you're discriminating against me. I am a 54-year-old woman. You can't fire me. I'm a protected class. They, 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 they couldn't say, wait a minute, but, but how much of a woman are you? 
Um, have you had surgery? Do you still have your penis and testicles? Likewise, they couldn't go to someone who is, you know, that you would refer to, the left would refer to as mixed race and say, wait a minute, you're making a claim you've been fired that you're because you're black. Let's see a DNA statement. I don't think you're black. I think you're only 48% black. You're 52% white. So no, we're firing the white part of you. But the same government wants to come along and say, okay, so you've taken an actual vaccine. That is something that causes the immune system to kick up. But you don't want to have gene therapy, which in fact causes your body to produce a cytotoxin. They're conflating these things. Do I have that right, Jesse? Is is that how people defend against this? Is saying you don't get to test the the, the metal of my faith? No, you're right. And for every cringe moment that anybody had when they heard you espouse those different comparisons, with regard to the specific comparison that you used, with whether it's gender identity, ethnicity, so so on and so forth. Keep in mind, if they not only just ask you the question, they're violating it. If they put some type of test, if they try to segregate you, if they try to accommodate you differently uh, and, and treat you differently, they're discriminating against you. And those protections are available to you with regard to your faith. And you, are, you have a right to be free from that. You have a right to be free from the hassle. You have a right to be free from the stress, from the bullying, from any intimidation, from any fear. And what the governor's done here is created an environment where he comes out and he states this proclamation, knowing that it's going to put fear in the people. Then he does it and has other people stand up beside him, other employers and other healthcare care uh, professionals, and they, they, try to, they try to do this dance because they want you to police yourself. They want you to not dig into what your rights really are, and if you police yourself, then they don't have to worry about it. The, the, the sad part here is that, again, the governor, and it's real simple, the governor does not have a right to change federal law. And you're still under the federal law when it comes to your rights, especially your First Amendment rights, your 14th Amendment rights, and in this case, your civil rights. And well, the, the, longer that, the longer that people uh, continue to police themselves, the, the more successful the governor is going to be at uh, infringing upon your rights. Exactly. There, there, this is a statement of, well, I don't know it's fact, but it's an observation through time. You don't use a right, that right is taken from you. And it becomes normalized that that right is taken from you. And here's the thing to pastors and folks listening to Jesse Young, state rep in Washington State, running for state senate, member of One Washington, will get you contact information for One Washington so you can get Jesse and his team out to your church. I'll also tell you I'm going to be speaking at Jesse's church October 22nd um, in uh, it's uh, Bellingham. I'm going to be speaking there. Can't wait to do that. So I will get, get look, look forward to meeting you at that event where I'll be speaking at Jesse's church. Then there's there's this aspect of this, Jesse, to the to the people and pastors who are listening to this and saying, oh, I, I don't know. Understand something. If you let them say you have to have people shot up to attend your church or you have to you don't defend the religious liberties of your members as a pastor. Don't think for five seconds that they won't be coming at you saying, hey, we're going to need you to change what you say in church. We're going to need you to change Adam and Eve. We're going to need you to change some things you teach from the Bible because this is hate speech. Do you think I'm overstating that? case, Jesse, if pastors don't stand up to this on behalf of their flock, that they're going to be faced with Inslee and others coming along and saying, hey, let's rewrite that sermon for you. No, you're absolutely right. And to be honest, they already are facing it. We have been uh, fighting this fight for a number of years. Just a few years ago, the current Speaker of the House and I got into a major fight on the floor uh, where she tried to introduce legislation that would allow for people to file private rights of actions against uh, offensive messages uh, that pastors would preach. 
and we barely, uh, you know, staved that off. Uh, there, the, the notion that if you leave politics alone from the pulpit, politics will leave you alone is not true. Politics is going to come to you, and it's time to stand up and protect yourselves and protect your flock. And you will be held accountable, I believe, uh, for whether or not you stand up for that. And, you know, we're trying to fight the fight, but it, it's hard. It seems funny. Half the pastors I seem to be talking to uh, seem to be more political than me when it comes to addressing issues that may or may not offend somebody. And I got to tell you, if you if you don't stand up, they are coming for the rights, and that's not hyperbole. Uh, if if anybody wanted to contact my office who's a pastor and 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 just wanted to spend five minutes, I could walk through some of the legislation that we've been holding off, and it 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 surprised them. So let's talk about your. Let's give people contact information for you, the state representative, and then let's separate that and give contact information for One Washington. Sure. Well, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, the easiest way is probably just to Google Jesse Young and my legislative contact information comes up. If people are wanting to get a hold of me from a campaign perspective, that's real easy. VoteJesseYoung.com. The information that pastors or anybody that's interested in uh, pursuing this religious religious exemption workshop, uh, go to OneWashington, O-N-E-Washington.com, and you will find all the information there. We are, uh, we are, Thursday night, we were in Port Orchard, and then I, I know we're heading down to Vancouver. Um, I believe we're heading out to Spokane here pretty quick. And uh, look, there's going to be a number of stops along the way, but if you are interested in this, we will come. Uh, the presentation is more than just me giving a civil uh, civics lesson on, on where your rights lie. Um, we go through a number of uh, options for you to make sure that you have uh, every available tool. I've seen uh, parts of this presentation, and it is as airtight as I've seen. You will walk out of this able to defend your religious liberties. Your pastor, you'll know if your pastor's on board or not. Um, Jesse, as we close out, I've got about a minute left here. You made mention of these people, these first responders, these brave people coming to you in tears because they're they're facing losing their job. Could you can you help them with this same approach? And maybe next, you know what? Next week, can we talk from an employer perspective? Can we do this again Tuesday and talk about employers and how how you can beat your employers when they try to force you to take these uh, experimental gene therapies? Oh uh, yeah, they'd that, be happy to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and there are options here too. The, look, this applies whether this is just an in-state job that you have. It applies whether it's a federal job that you have. This applies whether you have an employer who's uh, organized out of state. The the fact that the federal law has a lot of encompassing aspects here that we've done uh, a lot of the legal work on to make sure that we had the information to give to you and put it at your fingertips. Hey, listen, if you honestly, goodness, if you were going to pay for uh, a, a workshop like this, it would cost you, I think, tens of thousands of dollars for real. So OneWashington.com. Jesse Young's been with us. State representative, going to be a state senator. Uh, Jesse, go with God's good grace today and thank you. Hey, thank you. God bless. Todd. Yeah. Todd Herman show continue.